It's the Bookcast. This is episode number 135, recording on Wednesday, the 5th of October. Uh, the Bookcast, it's a podcast from Australia talking about news, games, and thoughts around Nintendo and things like that. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Impson, and with me today, as usual, is Troy Wassenaar. Wassenaar, so close. Well, wow. You even told me at the start, and I've still, still got it wrong. <laughs> Hi, Troy. How's, how's things? Oh, yeah. How's it going? Oh, pretty bloody good, eh? And yeah, also we've got bloody that old cobber, Daniel Worthington. How you going, mate? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll fit right in here. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, you that's going nowhere, boy. <laughs> that's us. Uh, so let's get <laughs> stuck right into things um, because there has been. Some news-ish. We, we've actually delayed the recording. We normally record a bit earlier, but <laughs> I'm glad we delayed things because we have more things to talk about. Um, starting with some uh, interesting revelations, I guess. Uh, new features revealed of Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. Um, did you want to take this one, Troy? Yeah. So, uh, it's just a little short update that they like they usually do, but we finally got some insight into the evolutions of the oh, uh, so Pokemon. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I, what's your favourite? I still like the cat. I'm a big cat person. It looks like it's going to be dark type Toro cat. Oh, that's right. What was Ultra one Litten. of them was like uh, Dash Tricks something? Dark oh, gosh, Tricks. I have... Yes, that's I, I right. I don't quite get the name. It doesn't look like a dart. He looks like Miles Edgeworth from Phoenix Wright. <laughs> Yes. Ace Attorney. Um, Is that the owl? He's got this fringe yeah. and he just flicks it back and he's got this really smug look on his face. I love like it. It's like it's his... I mean, like, Rowlet was this adorable little cuddly little owl and now it's like a smug uppity emo owl. And I'm like, mm. He's basically really a teenager emo. owl. He's, he looks like well, he belongs in Slytherin. Yes, he no. really does. <laughs> no, he really... He, that, that's, that's the Draco hair right there. Totally is. He, he's a Death Eater. Um, and then the last one, uh, Brion, 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 yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It's Brion of Toph. It looks exactly what I thought. (laughs) It looks like the natural evolution of, um, was it Poplio? It looks like Poplio, Poplio went shopping and got a dress. Yeah. (laughs) I just kind of like it. It looks more like a performing animal, like what Mm. Poplio did, like a clown- like a clowny, sealy, dancey. There's definitely a theme going yes. on there. So I can't wait for the final evolution to just look completely different and have swords and stuff. Oh, I just found uh, there's an official description of Brion. Apparently, always acts cheery and positive, even when it's feeling sad. It doesn't allow its sorrow to show. That's that's oh, a little bit heartbreaking, actually. <laughs> delightful. It's said that Brion will only reveal a sad expression to a Pokemon or trainer to whom it has opened its heart completely. So if you really want someone to to have a deep old chat with, Brion will be it. That's really deep. Yeah, that deep I scene. had no idea. Um, yeah. I usually go for water types for my starters, but this time I'm pretty set on the fire type just because I'm a cat person. So oh, I was so pretty far. set on the cat type because... Ah, oh, because Litten, it, it's wonderful, but I like Dartrix a lot. Dartrix like he's just, just a, he's a cool owl man. He's definitely the teacher's pet. I, I, it's just something yeah. about him. 
Well, it's an owl, and owls are awesome. Owls are pretty awesome. Cats are also pretty great. I've got a cat, but I prefer an owl. I'd rather have a pet owl (laughs) than a cat. Sorry. Sorry, Daniel's cat. (laughs) (laughs) You're replaced by an owl. Um, moving on, there's a couple of... got to hold an owl in Japan last year, and they're really soft and fluffy and nice, and I want one. He was called Xavier. (laughs) Well, this one looks like it can be called Xavier. Yeah, it does, actually. Uh, Very, very You know what? I'm just just really glad the fire type, for the the second gen in a row, isn't going to be a fighting type. It's not its final evolution yet. (laughs) It might stand up. It really looks like it's going to be a dark type, if anything. Yeah, I think so. Well, so do you think the water could be a psychic type? I was, I was thinking fairy, if anything. There should be a dancing type. Yeah. That's fairy. Well, you always have that with a fighting type and the capoeira hit one top. That's true. I don't know. Because, I mean, wasn't it last gen, like, the grass was a fighting type, the fire was a psychic type, and the water was a dark type, so they could... Sort of like the you know the grass would be the fire be strong against the grass, but then the grass's secondary type was strong against the fire's secondary type. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit more diverse and less rock paper scissors and more rock paper scissors three more things. <laughs> I don't know. We should probably move on to that thing you were going to move on to though. Yeah. Um. Was it Festival Plaza? So I'm not exactly clear on what this is. It looks like it's sort of the new... I'm going to compare it to the Underground in uh, Sinnoh, wasn't it? A Diamond and Pearl. Where you could go underground and there were tunnels and there were other people in there. And you could bump into them and set traps. This is a bit more of a social area where you can trade and battle and there's coins and mini-games. And... Yeah, it kind of looks like it expands on that was it the pokey gear in the recent in the 3ds ones like where it showed people nearby and you could initiate uh battles and trades and stuff except this seems like it has other games with with the whole coin system as well where you can get cool items which is neat yeah it just looks like something because pokemon it's either a battle or trade and this looks like it's kind of expanding playing co-op pokemon with people because hmm. Pokemon World's always been more than battle and training. There's like beauty pageants and all sorts of different things. Yeah, really. and I guess it's sort of if you're not really someone to be a competitive Pokemon battler, which I'm really not. I'll occasionally do a battle with you know a friend if they happen to be playing at the same time. But I don't know this would be a cool sort of more casual thing to be able to do if ever you meet up with people who aren't here specifically for competitive battles. I've always been the, the Pokemon collector. I like trying to complete a Pokedex. I haven't done mm. it for many generations now, just because it's a yeah. huge task. I think last time I did it was on yellow, but man, I gave up after that. Blue is actually the only time that I managed to, to do it. Yeah, first generation. I didn't Guy get I used to Guy I used to work with up until a few weeks ago, and he got all 720-whatever in like Alpha Sapphire, and I'm like... Did he quit his job to catch all the Pokemon? No, no, he... Um, <laughs> Let's not go no, into that. I'm just like far out, mate. <laughs> Pokemon were real. Like, not Pokemon Go, but like out in the wild. I would be that guy that would quit their job and just go out and catch them all. He could be Brock the I Pokemon would, breeder. <laughs> I would just want a Turtwig and he could be my pet. And I like all the dragon Pokemon, which, which means I'm getting 
putting a lot of work ahead of me. We don't know too much about the the social. What's it actually called again? The carnival festival. Festival. Yes, that's the ticket. Um, yeah, we don't know much more about good. it. I guess. I think this is pretty much as far as I can go with the 3ds in terms of like a passive social space. Mm, it's like, like maybe it, new hardware can have more. I don't know more capabilities. Clearly, of, these 3ds's can talk to each other without really having to establish a connection with Street Pass. Oh, street Pass. Yeah. Oh, so this is yeah. this is more than Street Pass, or yeah, yeah like, like it's like active you, you while join you're a playing. Lobby, I guess. And I guess people I mean, within a certain if, distance if will be there. Yeah. If you're playing like X and Y or whatever, there is like a mode you can turn on where it just seems to be scanning other people nearby. Yeah, or... yeah, that's the. I'm pretty sure it's called the Poker Gear, but yeah, that's what I was sort of mentioning earlier. This feels like a, a built is sort of building on that sort of formula. Is at places like we're going to PAX soon. Imagine yes. just sitting in the handheld lounge and just not even going. Hey, you want to join me in this? Whatever. You, you just sit down and. Oh, I just, can't wait to just, like, just challenge someone network. and then sort of look around to see who they are and then lock look eyes, the be a cool dude trainer. <laughs> just make some kid cry. Um, <laughs> Whoops. If he comes up and talks to you, just go, I like shorts, they're comfy. I like turtles. I think well, no, it's from, I would be sprinting if a kid randomly came up to me and told me how, about <laughs> yeah. how much he likes shorts. Anybody <laughs> telling me about how much they love shorts, I'm gone. They are comfy, though. And easy to wear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking so, of easy-ish, there's so, that island thing? Yeah. Um, who else worries uh, about what your Pokemon are doing when they're stored in a Pokemon bank box? I always just really. assumed they were inert and, like, in an extended coma. That's but- just bringing up more ex- <laughs> ex- ex- uh, existential crisis questions and feelings. <laughs> But no more. But no more. What <laughs> now can they your do Pokemon now? have activities. So much room for activities. <laughs> on uh, Poker... So many more boxes. What was it? Pelago? Pokepelago? Um, yeah, Pokepelago, I think. So it... it's basically a group of islands and your Pokemon that you store in the boxes just do stuff. Um, it seems like, like a, a really neat idea. Sort of like a, uh, It seems like, yeah, when they're in the box and you're not doing anything, they still can... I know you can come back and check on it and they'll have found items or I don't think they train themselves. I guess there's still a daycare no, there was for one that, island. But... There was one island oh. that was basically a um, daycare. It was like the oh, okay. 11 You know what this is sort of reminding me of in a game? I know Steven's played it, but hmm. Digimon Cyber Sleuth. In that, there's yeah. actually like little islands you can send your Digimon to and you can use them to train um, certain attributes or search for items or find you cases for you to do. It is a little bit similar to that, actually. Yeah. Not and Pokemon I mean, you can actually go. Digimon. You, you can go watch them do stuff as well, and they're just sort of running around these islands that you can make bigger and all that. Seems to me I mean, like to be fair, to streamline all the features of a typical Pokemon game. Hmm. Like, I think it reminds me a little bit of the Chow Garden from Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I know you just kind of like come back and they have grown a little bit, but I assume you can. I don't know. I think it had something you could like throw certain items at them and it would focus their training on certain stats or something. Remember, um, 
Pokemon Ranch, my Pokemon Ranch and the Wii, which was oh, like yeah. the Pokemon yeah. Box thing. I get a little bit of a vibe of that as well, where you can kind of see them so, running around and stuff. Mm. So I wonder if these islands you can actually sort of, I, I, maybe a bit Animal Crossing sort of like, you know, design them or, like, you know, I don't know. Put, I I'm going to put a tree set. here or... I hope, because I remember it was, um, I think it was Pokemon and me, like the passive screen had them running around little accessories and stuff. Yeah, that's like right. Cushions, what have you. Yeah. I think that'll be the extent of it because it's just little sprites running around the screen. I don't know. I just really like the idea of them doing something with the boxed Pokemon. Hmm. It reminds me a little bit of, um, I don't know. There's a lot of mobile games where they have the whole hook is that things take a little while to happen and it sort of makes you come back to check it every you know, 10 minutes, half hour or whatever. And this kind of gives me a similar vibe. Like you can leave your Pokemon in there, give it something to do. And when you come back, it will probably have done the thing and you'll feel good and do it more. Well, I've actually found the last couple of Pokemon games that I've played, I finished the main story and then I'm done. There's yeah. nothing for me to come back to. Whereas this kind of feels like they're at least trying to prolong how long you play? Well, I, I'm sure, like, the last one I really super got into was um, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, um, Which, that's, like, ten years ago now, I think. Ah. Good lord. Um, um, but that had a fair sort of post-game content to it, and I remember it playing huge. it a lot. And they but just never have been just, able to meet that again. Yeah, X and Y, it's like, oh, I'm done now. Oh, cool. There's a Mewtwo over there if you want. I'm like... I'll be right. Yeah, there's a few legendaries here um, and there, but there's no narrative. I mean, not even a narrative. It's just needs to be just something post game. Like, I don't know, extra tournaments to go through. I think Emerald had like, like the battle towers or whatever. Or, ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But even I think Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had the um, Delta episode. Mm, after you beat the yeah, game. I that was really quite cool, actually. That. Yeah, I was all about that. One other thing, did you want to mention the thing happening on November 18th as well? Well, before we get to that, just last thing, oh. Mega Revolutions are back. Um, oh, yes, yeah. That's, uh, I yeah, think Zed Ring still does it. Was, I was thinking that they were going to drop those. I don't know why, I just sort of, just because nothing had been said about it, so I wonder if they are going to introduce new Megas or just... Well, no, you I can like, bring the I prefer the Alolan over. forms, to be honest, because everyone can get that, whereas Mega Evolution is the most powerful old Pokemon get them. So it's, it's a bit balanced now. you got your Megas, and then you've got your Alolan forms. A Mega Dunsparce. I just... I don't want a Mega Dragonite. Just don't touch that. He's already perfection. Oh, man. <laughs> Mega Dragonite would just be, like, edgy and angry. I don't want that. that. I don't want that. He's cuddly. Or maybe he could be super cuddly. Super cuddly Dragonite, man. Or oh, if they do what they did to... um. Raichu, then yeah, okay. I yeah, can, I can live with that. That's fine. The, I just want to see like mega <laughs> versions of like the trashy Pokemon. Like I want a mega Wiggly. The actual Tuff trash or, ones. Yes, mega Trubbish. Um, <laughs> mega, mega, mega Doug Trio, but it's just like fifty of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, there's so, Ash Greninja, which is I assume something yeah, the, to do with yeah, the show, which, well, which ties that's into in the what's demo. happening. On yeah. November 18th, which is the demo. <laughs> yes. I thought um, it was October. October 18th, sorry. Yeah. October oh. 18th. Um, so oh, yes, month, yeah, my mistake. Because um, then one month later, the games actually come out. But in this demo version, you get Ash Greninja, which I think is one of the silliest <laughs> things. Like, 
just the name is bizarre. Like, well, I, I get what they're getting at with apparently the bond between Greninja and Ash is so strong that he, Greninja started cosplaying Ash or something. But uh... why? Why is it just Ash? Like this could have actually been a pretty cool feature in the game. Yeah, if I could like, have the Pokemon in my own likeness. Well, have certain aspects of the Pokemon match certain avatar customization, like the color of the hair can match something on the Pokemon, and then the color of the eyes can match. And... Yeah, that would be really cool, actually. Like, you know, you've trained this Pokemon since day one, and now they are your best friend in the entire world, and they have similar glasses to you or something. Yeah, like some Sorry. sort of avatar customization analog to a Pokemon. That would have been... That's what I thought the gimmick was going to be, but... It's Z moves, which is still cool, but not as anyway. Cool. Is this like the first time outside of the Pokemon Pikachu, uh, Pokemon Yellow game? Is this sort of the first time the games have acknowledged the anime? Um, because Ash Grin, it's like it's Ash Greninja. Ash is a character, you know. In, in if you're going by the actual game lore, the character from the first game is called Red, whereas Ash yeah. is the anime. I'll admit I haven't watched the show since, like, oh. mid-Ruby Sapphire, but yeah. maybe. I, I don't think they've really acknowledged it so well, much. I, I haven't watched it either. All I know is Ash is still a loser. <laughs> of course. He gets better Although, at each time, though. He's still a <laughs> loser. I think he got second um, last time, from what I asked. Yeah, but he, almost, he was like, apparently everyone was like, he's going to do it this time. He's going to do it, and he didn't. Um, although I will say that Generations um, thing's kind of hot. Yeah, I'm quite loving that. Um, that Dragonite, Lance's Dragonite. I could just talk about Dragonite for an entire podcast, so... <laughs> I wouldn't I doubt it at myself. all. <laughs> all oh, also, well. I mean, I, I, I wish that those were full 30-minute-long episodes, because it just feels like, oh, I could just watch this. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of like bringing up plot points and abandoning them. Because I kind of think there is space for two Pokemon series now. You've got the normal one, which skews a lot younger. Um, and then yeah, the one know, for the old people who are still well, liking Pokemon. Well, like Pokemon Origins was great, and I mean, like, I would have happily watched something like that. That that's a, for a bit more pulls on the nostalgia strings and people who they did you know, a version a of more that for age. Gold and Silver. Mm, that's kind of what I thought this new series was kind of yeah. going to be. I really but... hope that they do have the um, Gold versus Red. Battle. Oh yes, please. That is my the hands down favorite Pokemon moment ever. Did they build up to that in Origins? Was that sort of like the the? No, they no. They shoehorned oh. in Mega Evolution, and it was Mewtwo. But he oh, maybe it was the, right, yeah, which I liked. Yeah, maybe it was the trailer for Generations or the first episode. I'm sure I've seen something where they've teased it. I don't know if it's there. Yeah, that that is. I am so glad that they managed to put in Kanto into um, Gold and Silver Generation Two games to build up to that. Thank moment. you, Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah. God bless. Um, well, so yeah, special demo version Pokemon Gold, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, <laughs> October eighteenth. Yeah, keep an eye out for it. I'm looking forward to it. Um. So yeah. Uh, We've pretty much, that's all the news that we have, but we have some actual games that we've been playing, which is a little bit exciting. Um, so do you want to go first? 
Um, sure. I, I just um, don't want to be a controlling host. I, I like to let everyone else have their moment. Mind you, being controlling. That sounded I, weird. I will force um, you. I will force you to go next if that's what you want. Well, you know, there's no force in anything, Sunshine. I'm a lot bigger than you, so this won't be happening. Um, anyway. So, um, so I'm going to... So I've got two things I saw, I've been playing. Um, the first one I'll just quickly get through because it's sort of a bit of a quick game. Um, is... Trying to remember the name because it's sort of a weird one. It's Quest for... Okay, yeah, Quest for Dungeons on the 3DS. Also on the Wii U. Um, it's a roguelike RPG... Term, yeah, turn-based sort of thing. There haven't been a lot of roguelikes on the 3DS or the Wii U, I guess, outside of Binding of Isaac. Um, and I guess the Etrian... No, not, not Etrian. Um, Has there been a Sheeran game on 3DS? Not on 3DS. There was one on Vita, but there was a lot on the... There was three on the DS, only one that got localized, and then there was the Wii one that never came out here. And then you yeah, like Etrian Mystery Dungeon and all of that. But I, I don't know, they, they don't feel like, like, I feel roguelikes have become a thing onto themselves now. They're all about games that you can play quickly and just sort of do a run and then come back later. Whereas in, uh, a mystery dungeon game is very, feels a lot heavier. Um, mm. And I think because the, the risks are a lot greater and if you die, that's a lot of progress you've lost. Whereas something like Rogue Legacy, it's like, oh, well, I died after five minutes. That's cool. I'll just try again. Um, this game feels a bit, it's, um, so like you get a choice of four characters, you got like wizard, um, warrior, ranger, shaman dudes, um, and you just go into a dungeon and just survive as long as you can. It's all turn-based. Um, so one move from you equals a move from the enemies and it's feels very generic, I guess, in terms of like roguelikes, um, trying to think of any I could sort of compare it to that I haven't played on the iPhone. Um, well, I mean, that's not a terrible place to compare it yeah. to. It's, you know, it, it feels a lot like some of the iPhone ones I've played, like um, Into the Dim or um, what's the other one that I've played a lot of? Um, Pixel Dungeon, which I don't know if these names mean oh, anything yeah. to people. Um, I think, did I recommend that to you? Possibly, or maybe from the NeoGAF um, thread uh for ios games i was looking for suggestions Ah. for it but so 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 you've played pixel dungeon um maybe i'm trying to remember so many of these pixelated dungeon games kind of just meld together in my mind so maybe it's not the one i'm thinking of i think that's the thing it does sort of feel a lot samey to the um to a lot of those other roguelikes but on the other side there aren't any roguelikes on the 3DS outside of Binding of Isaac. And Binding of Isaac, I, I don't mind, but I find, again, that just feels a bit much to get into. And it's... Um, it kind of demands that you get good at it to really yeah, enjoy it. Which, it's I mean, it's not game. uncommon of roguelikes, but it's... I don't know. If it, I can imagine that there would be people who don't find joy in it, which is perfectly fine and understandable. Well, it's probably like, like you know, like the Enter the Gungeon's the same, I guess. Like, you need to mm. get good at that game if you want to do well. Whereas this, it's a lot more luck-based. Um, I've only gotten down about three, maybe four floors. Um, having the best luck using the Warrior, because, you know, you can take a beating and he's... Takes a lick usually, and keeps on kicking. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> there's no the 3D on... <laughs> There's no 3D on the 3DS version, which sort of always annoys me. But again, if they don't need it, I can see why they wouldn't do it. Um, 
don't know. I've only put like an hour or so into it, but I, I've enjoyed it. It's, you know, my, my great reviews is it's not horrible. It's good. Um, Gosh, this, this again. Yeah. No, I, I suck at describing games. Um, it is cross by as well. So if you get it on one, you get it on both. So that's neat. Nice. Um, and I am all for stuff like that. Um, the big thing I've been playing though is I've put about three hours into Dragon Quest Seven. I forget the full title because I don't have the game case near me. Oh um, man! I feel like we should find that out. Let me see. It's probably in the new releases section of Avuk's Discord. Ah, oh. fragments no, of the forgotten I, past. I deleted it. <laughs> well, that was a disappointment. Um, but yes, um, yeah, Fragments Fragment, of the Forgotten uh, uh, Past, that's the one. Which, I don't know much about the story, because I've sort of tried to stay away from um, anything on Seven. Just because like, anyone who's been watching the two episodes of Touching is Good I did this year. Um, working on the third, I promise. Um, I've been playing all of the Dragon Quest games on the DS. So, so far I've done Dragon Quest, the remakes of Dragon Quest 4 and 5, um, Dragon Quest Nine, uh, Monsters, Joker, Rocket Slime, and the DSI strategy game, uh, Dragon Quest Wars. So I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest this year, and um, I, I really enjoy Dragon Quest. I really I would have to after putting like nearly three hundred hours into the series this year. One would hope so. Um, yeah. I don't know, I'm playing six... Well, that I, sounds like I, the voice I, of someone who really enjoys the game. No, I do, but it's a lot of... And especially playing four, five, and six in um, one after another, they're very, like they're all based on the same game engine. And the thing about Dragon Quest games is there isn't a lot of difference between the games. Like They all sort of play very similar similarly. Um, there are differences, like 9 is completely different to any of the other ones, but then it has a lot of the... You know, the combat's the same, turn-based. Um, not really much in the way of, like, attacking elemental types or anything like that. It's usually just get into battle, um, use your best attacks, buffs and debuffs and all that. Um, and then even more so similar when you go back to the older ones. Um, but I, I sort of like that about them. I look at each Dragon Quest game as it's the same but different. It seems like it kind of hits a bit of a... I don't know, JRPGs that you remember enjoying sort of vibe. Like you yeah. don't have all these extraneous systems that you see in, you know, a lot of RPGs at the moment are well, very like, they'll have bars and meters all over the place just to make it look like it's more interesting because turn-based well, is inherently think, uninteresting apparently. But it's not. I mean, it works fine yeah, for a handle system. But it's, it's like, you know, Final Fantasy is a great counterpoint to it, whereas Final Fantasy is always about evolving and what can we do different and how is this one going to be different and new and, you know, you look at where 15 is now and I'm like, is it still an RPG? I mean, it doesn't look like one anymore. It's an action-y game, which is neat, but, you know, whereas, you know, I really like Final Fantasy 14 because that's a really good sort of RPG. Um... Not talking about seven much, am I? So, yeah, I, mean, it, so I guess plays... on seven, like, um, because that started off as a PS one game. Can you tell? Yeah. Like, does it feel like a game from two thousand? I mean, again, it gets back to the Dragon Quest games. Feel like Dragon Quest games. They feel very old school. Like, you know, the combat is very, you know, turn based, and you hit and they hit, and then next round and all of that. It, it's. 
I guess visually, no, looks nothing like it. I mean, in fact, I'll say it's one of the better looking games on the um, on the 3ds. Like nice. they they they've put some really good work into like the cell shading on the models and the monsters look great. The the world looks really good and um, the way the sort of camera swings around when you're exploring places, I really like that. Um, I don't know. It does doesn't feel like a PS one RPG, although I. If we're talking RPGs of that era, my only sort of point of reference outside of Final Fantasy VII is I played Holy Magic Century and I finished that. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were an N sixty four kid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't be. I liked Holy Magic Century. <laughs> May have been a bit of Stockholm syndrome, but I. I, I is there sort of much? Uh, I don't know. I, obviously, you're not super far in, and from what I understand, it really opens up after um, I don't know a certain point. But oh yeah. Is there I'm, I'm only th- much more I don't know, interesting stuff that you've come across that you think's worthy of mention? I mean, I'm only three hours into it, so well, like the story starts out like you're this little sort of, I guess, yeah, the son of a fisherman. Your friend is a prince from the big castle nearby, and you, he, well, like the world you live in, as far as you know, you're the only like land there is in this whole world of ocean because. No one's ever found anyone else. Um, whereas your friend is convinced, oh no, there's got to be more out there. And then you find this shrine and someone who's tagging along with you, like you all get teleported over to this another island somewhere. And then I guess that's sort of the start of the adventure from there. Okay. And then it's Just like, I've only opening up to a, a world that the characters thought didn't exist. Yeah. And that, that's sort of what the, dra- I guess looking back, that's what the Dragon Quest games sort of are. Like they, it it never really feels like you're part of this big grand world saving epic like a Final Fantasy, but they're all sort of like little bite sized vignettes that sort of build together. Like like just looking at um, nine, um, you know, there's the big story in it where you're an angel who's stuck on Earth because some catastrophe happens, and then you've got to gather these magical figs and, but it's Make that, jam. that never really feels magical fe- jam, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But it, it never feels like that that's the mission because you're just like, oh, well, we know there's one over there, so we'll go to this town and, oh, this town, they, they, they aren't catching any fish because there's some monster there. So it's just like solving little mysteries um, and solving little mysteries that all sort of don't build towards the thing but sort of... What's what I'm I guess looking the, for? Do they just they, kind they, of they, they feel like, neat little feel character like, events, I guess? Yeah, and they all feel like pieces of a puzzle. So they all sort of helps make a big picture but they they don't oh crap am i really doing sucking at this um <laughs> i know what i want to say but it's sort of it's, it's like little character pieces that all sort of world building i guess it seems like it's and, more and, character building than world building like it's i know you get to know the characters and how they deal with situations rather than yeah. how the world reacts to a giant meteor being summoned yeah, pretty much. And and six, I mean, it, it feels a lot more character based than like nine did. Um, the character they actually feel like they have a more uh, have a character, whereas nine, you've got a party of creator characters, so they're all just blank ah. slates. Whereas this, it's like the prince, he's clearly headstrong, and you know he wants to just prove to everyone he's more than just a little prince. And then you, you're just sort of the son of a fisherman. And I guess in Dragon Quest, the, the main hero is sort of always a bit of a blank slate. He's just like, everyone tells him, you're the hero. You're going to save everyone. Um, 
except for five, which um, five is just one of the most amazing ways it tells a story in that you're sort of following this family. You're like, you start as a kid with your dad and then your dad, something happens. And then later on, it's you adventuring with your kids, which is just, <laughs> oh. it's cute. it is, um, it's uh, uh, Drake West five is one of the best games ever made. Well, that's a very good summary of Dragon Quest Seven. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, it's it's. I guess because I've played so much of it, they sort of blur together. Like combat is, it's nothing new. I haven't even unlocked the job system yet. Um, that comes a fair while into it when you unlock the um, the All Trades Abbey. But you know, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I've only put three hours into it. I want to put more into it, but I'm still like I'm I'm almost finished six, and I want to finish that before I really sink my teeth into this. I really enjoy it. I would give it a four out of five or something if I was to review it on the three hours I've played so far. My um, favorite part about this whole conversation is that your avatar in Discord where we're recording this podcast is a little slime sitting on a Game Boy and it lights up whenever you talk. So I just imagine it's a oh, slime reviewing Dragon Quest Seven. I I love slimes. Yeah, I guess that's Dragon Quest Seven. the first three hours. I um, rambled a lot. It's fine. Um, and I guess to, I don't know, close things off a little bit, uh, I've been playing a video game, so I'll, I'll do a little bit of talking. Um, SteamWorld Heist, which I know Ooh. that Daniel has played. Um, not sure about Troy. Have you played Troy? No, I've played SteamWorld Dig, but not Heist. Ah, oh well. Um, yeah, I hadn't played Heist up until very recently. Like, I've been... I'm in and about buying it, but I've just had so much sort of on my plate for review games and just general stuff I wanted to play that it just kind of fell by the wayside until I was lucky enough to get a review code for the Wii U version, which came out a couple of days ago. And man, <laughs> mate, mate, I'm just doing <laughs> doing my part for, for the audience. I'm just producing content. Um, but man, I, I quite like SteamWorld Heist. Like I knew people, I know, right? How I know good people is it? like really liked it. And yeah, you specifically have been telling me that it's kind of amazing. It's really fun. Like it's, it's uh, to give an idea of how it plays. If anyone hasn't played it at all, um, I guess the premise is that you are a, a robot space pirate and mm, you go around fun. heisting as the name implies, um, you sort of go around and dock with ships and take their stuff and shoot them, shoot their robot hats off. Um, mm-hmm. And like the game play is very, it's sort of a turn-based strategy, but it reminds me a lot of, well, a couple of mechanics at least remind me of Warhammer, which I haven't played for a little while, but I remember like you can, like you can walk a certain distance and then fire in the same turn, or you can sprint so you can go further but you can't fire if you sprint and you know you can take Which cover behind stuff talking of, talking 40 about. isn't that doesn't 40k do that like how you could sprint but not fire if you I remember if you wanted it, to move further much uh, yeah been, to be fair are we talking the actual tabletop game or yeah yeah to be fair it's been 10 years since i played that um I'm pretty sure, unless unless there were weird house rules wherever I played. I don't know. I didn't get hugely into it. No, I remember it too. I mean, to to, to me, I think that the closest comparison is XCOM. Because it has that, like, you can move um, a short distance and still fire, or you can sprint, or you can... I'm pretty... I can't... This is the only thing I'm struggling to remember about SteamWorld. Can you go into Overwatch? 
Like, you don't that move, I'm aware of, moves. no. Oh, okay. No, I don't think so, unless I haven't gotten that far. I've played sort of the first um, five or six missions, gotten to the first, like, main story-ish. Like, there's a part where you have to go and help out the shopkeeper by dealing with people that are bothering him. And I've mm. gotten up to that and did one of the challenge missions and stuff like that. And speaking of which, I recorded some of it. It's up on the YouTube channel if you're interested to see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I've just really, really impressed with how much I'm enjoying the game. Like, I can completely imagine you playing this on 3DS and just, it would be perfect for that. Oh, it was. It's just... That said, it it is gorgeous on the Wii U. Like, it's... I, it's, I had a similar reaction to SteamWorld Dig when that came to high-def platforms. Like, they've had all of this incredible artwork, which looks very nice on the 3DS, but you just can't see the detail until they blow it yeah. up. And it's like, whoa, like, I can't believe that all that was there behind this low-resolution screen. It's really how, pretty. How good are image and form? Image and form they are real are good. Just, like, like, like all, nice three of the SteamWorld, all three of the SteamWorld games are really good. Mm. Um, and I think the one, one of the things I quite liked about it, yeah, basically the game to, um, you know, go further, you've got your movement, you're shooting and you're basically trying to loot people's ships by stealing all their stuff and killing them, which is a fun premise. Mm. Um, but like you, I quite like the combat. Like it's, you mentioned XCOM, but it's a little bit more hands-on, I guess. Like you don't just pick a target and hope that it hits. You actually aim and you might get a sight if you have certain uh, weapons. You might not. So it's and you more can... like Codename Steam. Yeah. Or actually, yeah, a little bit like Codename Steam or Valkyria Chronicles is probably my closest one that I can think of. Um, but yeah, like it's really cool how you can ricochet shots off walls. So yeah. like, if you like, if they're behind cover, you can like shoot the roof and then bounce it off the wall behind them and the floor and hit them in the head and Oh, it's so good when you pull one of those off. Seriously, when, like, just, especially just if you don't have you a scope, getting... you're just like, boom. Oh, I'm such a, I'm a god. It's wonderful. Just, just <laughs> wait till you get later in the game and like you unlock new guns. And I mean, as you level up your, um, your crew and get new crew, they all get like extra special abilities and it just, there's so much customization and, you know, adapting to the way that you want to play the game. It's just so good. I really yeah. liked, yeah, like the whole level up system, how it gives you more abilities and you get new weapons at the end of each mission through like your loot pickups and stuff. Like I really enjoyed how the I've gotten one or two of the character specific, um, I guess, passive abilities, like one of them for, oh gosh, I wish I could remember her name, but the main character. How, Piper? Um, Piper? Yes, Piper. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, like if any character near her gets a, like a boost to their... Oh, I can't remember. It's I haven't played it for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, they sort of get a boost um, to their uh, the power of their shots, I believe, or it might be a, sort of a defensive buff. But yeah, it's just kind of cool. Like her as the captain, sort of is giving morale to all the people around. And I imagine there'll be other other characters will have similar things. Like there's one of the characters is really good at punching, and so you just throw them into the fray and have them the, punch he's stuff. He's the sea bass one or what? He's like yes, a yeah, that's sailor looking one. The guy who has the sailor beanie at the start. Yes. Also, there's lots of hats and you can steal hats yes. and put them on. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, that SeaWorld Heist is really, really fun. Like, it's also the, super long. Like, I think it, I oh, was yeah. like looking at 20 odd hours. Like, there's, there's three, I don't, oh, no, I don't want to, there, there's, I don't want to spoil it, but there's like three separate areas Okay. To sort of explore. And the story is kind of interesting. Like I, 
the the the, the way they do storytelling is quite good. Like the whole, I think Steamworld Defense. The basic story was you're a sheriff for this town and you need to protect the gold mines from the from the hordes of they look like zombies but they're actually just humans who've just become yeah. old and just decrepit and then you know steamwell dig is like you're digging down and discovering sort of the history of this world and then you find the sort of thing at the, the end and then that's what yeah and then that's what leads to where they are now and um mm. it's, it's like pretty the story, story is never like the main focus of the game but it's always just Lots of little things that you find in just you know, the world that already exists and you kind of interpret yeah. what had happened to get to this point. It's I really like how they do that subtly. It's like the story is not the main main uh, crux of the game at all. But yeah, it's it's really decent. Um I also worth defin- noting that the sorry yeah, that um this is retail. Oh yes, you, you yeah. Buy, yeah. It's um yeah, coming so you, to retail get- in like a package no, with no, no. SteamWorld Dig as well. Not coming to it's out. I saw it at um, JB the oh. other day. Oh, that's exciting! So, I mean, I'm, I'm temp- I mean, I've got it already on the handheld, and I think I got um, the dig when they did the humble friends of Nintendo bundle or whatever it ah, was yeah. recently. But I still kind of want just to have it. it this <laughs> would be a nice. No, I mean these guys. You know, they're a really good studio and they've really done good work. And I sort of, you know, I like rewarding studios like that who've done a lot of really good and um, supported the platforms mm. I like. And I'm like, you guys have made fantastic games. And, you know, I paid like, what, $15 for for Dig and maybe like 20 for um, Heist. But I'm like, you guys should get all the monies because you've done really well. And they're like one of the few developers to be very specifically um, supporting the 3DS as well. Like this game came out on 3DS to start with and didn't hit other yeah. platforms until later, which is kind of weird. Like, well, good in in a good weird way. So it's not a not a common thing at the moment. I still remember like, when Steamworld Dig got announced, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And because I'd played Defense, and I'm like, "Oh." I didn't mind that. This should be good. Yeah. And then when that came out, everyone's like, holy crap, these guys are amazing. Everyone play this. And then, yeah, it really took everyone I'm by surprise. So, I'm so happy they're doing well. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I have to say about SteamWorld Heist so far. Um, I'll be doing up a, a full review a little bit later and maybe something video-y. I don't want to make any promises, but I have a, a capture card now, so we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, go grab it. If you want it physical, you can, because some people like games physically, and if you can get it digitally, that's also fine. It's a fun game. So yeah, unless anyone else had anything more to add, I guess we'll head off to a break for the moment. Um, so, hey, we're back. Um, so we're just going to finish this whole thing off by having a quick chat, just a chat by the fireside with a close group of friends about what's been going on on the website and other associated things. Um, so we've had a couple of review, uh, reviews go up, a controversial review of Federation Force that some people have not agreed with. I guess that's the nature of reviews. James didn't really like the game. It? Yeah, oh, James did, sh- played Federation Force and wasn't a massive fan. He wasn't 
you know, completely dismissive, but yeah, we've had some you know, comments back and forth on that, which is understandable and interesting. Um, gosh, what else do we have? We have Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice that I didn't mention last time. I think it's been up there for a while, but that's a review that's that's cool. Um, there'll be one of SteamWorld Heist very soon. Uh, I'm in progress on that one. Uh, what else do we have? Upcoming bargain guides. So you can find the cheapest copies of uh, Paper Mario Color Splash and Mario Party Star Rush and the Wave 2 Super Mario Amiibo and... Yeah, those are the bargain guides. Any That's so snuck up on us, Paper Mario Color Splash. I know, right? It's getting like, a pretty good rap from what I can see on my Twitter feed. Yeah, people that's like got it unlocked early in the US are having good things to say <laughs> about it, which is nice. <laughs> um, I've got a project that I've been working on with uh, oh, Nintendo yes. Generations. Hopefully it will be up by the time this goes live, because I forget to publish it. Um <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's just a retrospective through all the Nintendo generations, starting off with the NES. Uh, so we've written some of our favorite moments, just a quick recap on the history of the NES and the Famicom. And uh, we intend to go through every month, looking back at all the different console generations leading up to the NX in March next year. It's a really exciting idea. I like old games, and so who it knows? works for me. You know, maybe be by good. before the next podcast, we might actually know what the NX is. Who knows? How, how many episodes have we said that? <laughs> I really like the idea of Nintendo. They don't even have an idea for the NX yeah. yet. They're just like, what? We've announced just the seeing, name, a code name. Seeing how long they can keep people chomping at the bit before they start, I don't know, killing each other. It'd be great if it weren't even a console. It's just a new logo or something. Surprise, remember the Vitality Sensor? That's the NX. It's We're, back! We are now competing with Fitbit. Form. In Pog form. <laughs> um, no Discord news. Um, still looking to do a um, community event. Maybe some Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Splatoon, something. Let Just us waiting know for another want. direct, I guess. Oh, yeah. I would be keen for some codename Steam if anyone else is interested for that, because that does have online. Yeah, I mean, I can tag people depending on what game they want to play. So you can just look in the user list and go, hey, do you want to play this game? All the orange ones at the moment are for Metroid. Ah, that's what so, that is. Yeah. So if you want people to play Metroid with, just ping the orange people. Find those orange people and they will play Metroid with you, probably. If you're nice. And there is a direct this Friday sort of-ish. Yeah, what is that? What? I saw that scroll past on my Twitter feed without quite knowing what it is. Do you have any inside scoops? Um, It looks like they're just showing off the um NES Mini. In a bit more depth. Oh, that's uh, that's, that's, that's going to be, be it. But hey, join the Discord and we can all discuss it at the same time. We can all discuss the deep differences of emulation and CRT filters. Pixel perfect and four three ratio. Oh, but you know? I genuinely love that shit. So I'd be all about talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's pretty well it for this fortnight episode. News Toba. Yeah. Got SteamWorld though. Spooktober! I know, I think we we, we we may have a Halloween sort of themed things for the site, even though a certain person who runs the site hates the idea of Halloween. <laughs> Damn Americanisms. 
love nah, Halloween. Halloween's you know wonderful. What? You know, as, as someone who never grew up with it, being over in Japan for Halloween last year was the best goddamn thing ever because it's just like, I get it now. It's just an excuse to just have fun and just be silly. Mm. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with America and trick or treat or anything. It's just have a thing to do fun. in October. Eat lots of garbage food and dress up as dumb things. <laughs> um, so yeah, with that, that's that'll set us up, sort us out for this time. Um, yeah, if you are interested in you know, other things that we generally do, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Stephen Impson. Um, everyone else want to rattle off their bits and pieces? Okay, um, I'm on Twitter at. At Stu Review. And Daniel. I'm at Worthintendo, W-O-R-T-H-I-N-T-E-N-D-O. Um, and Vooks is on Vooks.net. It's like books, but with a V. Uh, it's also on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all the things. I, I Only follow me if you just want to see the random video game crap I buy every now and then. If you want to see a man buy lots of old games, follow at Worthintendo. <laughs> I'm on a Game Boy splurge at the moment. That's sort of my main... Game Boy is great. I kind of want to buy every single Disney game for the Game Boy. Um, and yeah, if you <laughs> yeah, that was... if you want to be super cool, uh, feel free to leave us a review in don't iTunes. Don't buy Disney games on the Game Boy. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't buy Disney games on the Game Boy. Leave those all for Daniel. But throw us some stars because I like stars and it makes me feel good when people say they, they like things. I do. But at the same it time, if you have feedback also, you can do that too. You should play Mario Party if you like stars. I'll just give them away for free. <laughs> Are they only give you mini stars these days. That's so boring. That's shit. Um, so, yeah, that's... We're not shit, but we're going to go now. Uh, so, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> have have a good Bye. time. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.